Let's talk about ways that you can ground yourself when you are feeling triggered. As someone who is recovering from CPTSD, I understand how hard it could be to be on this never-ending journey of healing and growth as a person. There's so many different chapters of growth that you can go through as someone who lives with PTSD or who lives with CPTSD that cannot just be summed up in this linear growth pattern. I feel like to think of it in that way would be doing yourself a disservice and would be making yourself feel bad about having days that are not as good as other days or having months that are not good as other months because there are certain triggers that come up or certain wounds that come up during certain times in your life that makes it harder to human and makes it harder to function effectively in your life and in your loved one's lives. Speaking for myself and my own healing journey, I could even just say three years ago or five years ago, I was very deep in my triggers and in my traumas, still dealing with that intense CPTSD. And it wasn't until COVID happened and the world was kind of forced to shut down and I was finally able to have a hard reset where I could be in my own safe space and create a whole new life and a whole new set of routines and habits where I was able to truly start to build a fully realized life surrounding my own healing journey, begin to inhabit my life almost like for the first time ever as a healed Irene, you know? And I don't know if that would have happened the, the way that it did if it wasn't for COVID and quarantine and all of that stuff. But all of that to say as well, as the world starts to open back up and as I push myself out back into the world as well and begin to connect with people again and formulate relationships and all of that stuff, there's a lot of triggers there that I'm exposing myself to that I didn't have to back when I was just at home day in and day out, right? And so with the exposure to triggers, there's this aspect of my healing journey where I feel almost as if I'm regressing to myself from three years ago, for example, and I find myself being more sensitive. I find myself struggling with the same thought patterns or even the same behavior patterns and physically struggling as well as a result to my mental health declining slowly but surely. And of course, not everyone with CPTSD or PTSD is going to have the same experiences as me and therefore my advice may not really apply to everyone, but the beauty of the internet is you could watch videos like this or watch other people's videos and feel out what works for you and what doesn't. You ultimately have the power to use your own discernment to see whether or not certain messages will benefit you and help you grow as a person. Or if not, you have the power to also let go of that information and understand that that is just not for you, right? So of course, like all my other videos, watch it with your own discernment and consciousness. Take what resonates with you and please, by all means, leave what doesn't resonate with you. Regardless, I respect your journey and your growth as I would hope that you guys respect my journey and my growth as well. If you are someone who does benefit from any of my advice or 
any of my experiences. I am so happy to have you here on my channel and to help in any way that I can. I appreciate you. And let's talk about some of the grounding practices that I have implemented and maintain in my own life. So to be clear, these are things that I do in moments of trigger. I know the word trigger kind of is used very loosely nowadays. I feel like everyone, including myself, say trigger for all these different contexts that doesn't necessarily mean trigger in the sense of PTSD or CPTSD. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong either. It's just like a, vo a vocabulary word that could be used however you want. But in this video specifically, I'm talking about actual triggers, you know, actual triggers that are linked to traumatic things that has happened to you that elicits within you actual visceral mental health and physical health responses that can become detrimental to your own well-being. This is the type of trigger that I am talking about. This is something that I still deal with and have dealt with my whole life, especially as an adult. I'm not gonna get into what my triggers are in this video. I'm not gonna get into why I have CPTSD in this video because I've made many videos in the past talking in more detail about that. This video is specifically to talk about what I do in those moments of triggers because I know once that we are triggered and we are people who have CPTSD or PTSD, we cannot think very clearly. It's like we're in our most animalistic, fearful state and there is nothing we can really do but do all of these very set habits that are not necessarily good for you, right? They kind of feed into the triggers even more because your body is trying so hard to protect itself, right? And so these are things that I do in those moments to inject my consciousness back into my body in order to gain control of my reality and my sense of safety, again, in order to feel sane and to feel safe in a moment where I could really feel as if my world is getting thrown upside down and something really bad is about to happen to me. So the first advice I have to give is to not fixate or hyper-focus on whatever it is that is triggering you. I know how hard it is as a neurodivergent person to not fixate on something, especially when it is directly linked to a trigger. And when you are someone who deals with PTSD, it feels impossible. And in many ways, it is impossible. But I say this because there are certain things that you will probably do or think about. And I'm sure you know this because I, I feel like if you are researching this, you are somewhat self-aware, right? There are certain things that you do that takes processing a little bit further into a sense of obsession and into a sense of compulsion where you take that thought or that feeling that's not good and you keep feeding into it and into it and into it it gets stronger it makes it harder for you to then overcome all of these very intense emotions of feeling unsafe within you because you're fixating on something that is most likely out of your control because it is linked to another person another situation or something that has already happened 
and is over with, right? You know, things like stalking someone's profile, things like reaching out to that specific person, things like thinking over and over over about that situation and what you could have done, should have done, what you wish would have happened. When you find yourself hyper fixating on something and you can't do anything about it and you start to feel really, really helpless because of it, that is a really good indication that you need to begin to ground yourself and let go of that sense of control over that specific situation or person. It's okay to process it. It's okay to even talk about it. But when you are hyper fixating on it to a point of feeling helpless, then you are essentially directing all your time and energy towards something that's not going to help you. There's all of these other things that I'm going to talk about that can actually ground you in the moment. Those are the things that require your time, energy, and effort. So it's important to realize that and set those boundaries for yourself. You do not need to be 100% you know, perfect at being able to let go of that sense of control, but at least have enough self-awareness to tell yourself, I want to be able to let go of this and not focus on this, right? At least have that willingness. The next advice that I have to give is to get right with yourself. This part is really important and is linked to the first advice. Direct your effort and energy towards something that will actually be in your control and benefit you. A lot of the times I think we can have this fixing mentality. I need to fix this situation or this person and then I will feel better, right? But a lot of the times if it is something that triggers our PTSD, it is most likely also something that isn't within our control because it is not something that is only involving us. It's involving of something outside of us, something that's external, right? So it's important to... In moments of trigger, redirect yourself to understand this is a moment for you to focus on yourself and what you are able to control, which is getting right with yourself. So what does getting right with yourself mean? Getting right with yourself means you process your own thoughts, your own emotions. You reflect on what's coming up right now during your trigger you face that emotion, right? And you figure out, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel so unsafe? What memories is it bringing up for me? What have I done so far in my life to work on this trigger? Why am I feeling it again? You start to understand yourself and be there for yourself, empathize with yourself in the ways that you need you know, not the other person, not the other situation, what you need in that moment of trigger. And you give it the attention, the love and the patience that it needs in order to feel seen and to feel validated. That is what needs your attention in this moment. So please use your power to comfort yourself and not neglect yourself in order to address that external factor that's triggering you. Don't use this opportunity to neglect yourself in the ways that you may have been neglected in the past and in the ways that you may have neglected yourself in the past. Use this opportunity to direct that love and energy back to yourself and to get right with yourself. This part is also really important because a lot of the times when you are a neurodivergent person and you have PTSD, you get so hyper fixated on that one thing that is triggering you. And it's hard for you in the midst of feeling so 
unsafe and triggered to focus on anything else in your life. I think this is the hardest part of all of this is it's harder for you to show up to your job. It's harder for you to wake up and do all of the objective things you need to do to take care of yourself or to take care of the loved ones in your life when you are feeling triggered. So it's important to be able to focus on yourself and get right with yourself because when you are in a place where you can understand yourself in and out of this specific trigger, you can have an easier time focusing on other aspects of your life day in and day out during the trigger because you at least feel that sense of peace and inner knowing within yourself regardless of how your body may feel. And your body is going to feel despite how much peace you try to restore back to your mind and your heart, your body will still feel that trigger. And that's the part that we will address for the rest of this video, but all of that will be harder to do when you aren't right with yourself. It'll be harder for you to reach out to friends, you know? It'll be harder for you to maintain your routine, to still show up effectively in your life if you aren't right with yourself. That is the most important part of all of this. That is the foundation that you have to get right before you build anything on top of it. So the next thing is to breathe. I find that in moments of trigger, it is essential to focus on the necessities of living because it's so easy to get lost in these very overwhelming emotions, thoughts, and experiences. It feels like you're just spiraling deeper and deeper, right? And it feels so helpless. So it is essential in moments like this to focus on breathing getting oxygen in your body, right? You know, objectively speaking, when you are experiencing feeling triggered, you are experiencing heightened sense of anxiety, you might even struggle with having panic attacks, you will literally not be breathing as deeply and as much oxygen as you need to be breathing because your breath starts to get more shallow. You may even forget to breathe. And so it's important to slow down and to make a conscious effort to do breath work and to take deep breaths in order to make sure that your body is getting all the oxygen it needs to regulate itself in such an unstable time. In moments where I am experiencing triggers of my CPTSD, there's a lot of moments where I need to just take a step away from everything in my life just to take a moment to breathe. Sometimes if I'm experiencing a particularly bad trigger, the only thing I could really do is breathe. So what that means is I can't do anything in my life to take care of myself. All I could do is breathe myself through moments of triggers and the moments of triggers might happen so often throughout my day that throughout one whole day, I might take 10 breaks just to breathe. But if that's what it takes to get yourself through those moments of panic and through those moments of trigger, that is what you need to do for yourself. The next thing on this list is to meditate. Right now, what you need the most is to show up for yourself and to be there for yourself and to connect to yourself. That is what you need to remind yourself that you are going to be okay, that you are safe. There's no other way to really truly connect to yourself in that way other than meditation. What I've come to realize is when I'm consistent with that breath work and meditation through those triggering moments, when I find myself on the other end of it finally, 
I realized that I wouldn't have been able to come out if I wasn't continually connecting with myself again and again and again and being so consistent with it and patient with myself through that whole process. The next thing that you should focus on is to not forget to eat, drink water, and take care of yourself. I think it's really easy in moments of triggers to completely let go of the will to live because you are reduced to your worst fears and trying to get through them. It's almost like you're re-experiencing that trauma again as if it was happening right in front of you. I empathize with you guys if you're going through it right now. That is a very intense experience to feel so deeply that you are re-experiencing a trauma. So yes, it is easy to forget to eat. Yes, it is easy to drink water. Yes, it is easy to forget to shower, right? I understand this. I struggle with this as well. And I am not here to judge you guys. I am not here to make you feel less than because you are not able to take care of yourself in these moments. This is a real part of struggling with PTSD. But it is important for you guys to make that conscious effort to still be there to take care of yourself because you know that despite everything you're going through you deserve to be taken care of and you are going to be there to take care of yourself if that means you need to congratulate yourself every time you take a sip of water or congratulate yourself every time you're able to drink that full bottle of water or eat a little bit of your food or to eat a whole meal or the fact that you were able to get out of bed to shower. And this kind of goes into my next advice, which is celebrate your wins. Trust me, during this time, your wins are going to be like the smallest little wins ever, but it's going to be really big wins in the moment. And you have to be able to realize that and acknowledge that for yourself. If you are drinking water, if you're eating, if you're showering, if you're able to meditate through one panic attack or breathe through one panic attack, thank yourself every single time you are able to get through that specific moment and continue that again and again and again stay consistent with it trust me before you know it you will find yourself on the other end of that trigger feeling a lot more grounded safer and feeling like you are ready to get back into life and functioning normally again. It is possible. I know it may not feel like it now, but if it brings you guys any sort of comfort, like you, there are so many people out there going through the same things and are fighting the same fight. I am down in the trenches with you as well. You are not alone in that process. We are all trying our best to get through these moments of triggers. It is possible. And the last thing I want to remind you guys to do is to reach out to loved ones and to reach out for support. This is a part that I think a lot of us neglect or feel ashamed about if we do reach out because we feel this sense of brokenness and we feel as if we are burdening the other person or they're seeing us in our lowest state and they have to witness such a shameful aspect of our human experience. It's so easy to get lost in that thought pattern and feel bad about yourself, even worse than you already feel, right? A lot of the times you feel so ashamed that you may not even reach out to anyone and you end up suffering in silence. Don't feed into that pattern anymore. You deserve to reach out for help. You deserve to lean on other people in your life, in your moments of weakness, as I am sure you allow others to lean on you in their moments of weakness. 
Do not be afraid to reach out for help when you need it. You will be surprised with how willing people are to embrace you in these moments, uplift you in these moments, and be there for you in these moments when you really need it. And I think it's important to, more than anything, remind yourself that there are people who care about you in your life during this time, and there are people that are willing to help you and that you don't need to do it all alone. I know that for myself, I have a tendency to suffer in silence by myself as well because I am a very independent person and I don't like to talk about my issues with others. I handle everything on my own. I struggle with avoidant attachment style and so I could very easily feel this sense of I don't deserve to lean on other people in my time of need because I don't offer enough within our friendship outside of my struggles or I don't deserve to lean on someone because I'm not a very prominent, consistent person in their life or I feel as if I'm only reaching out to people when I need help and not for anything else. It's easy to feel like that when you're a neurodivergent person or if you're especially an autistic person and you don't really have this consistent flourishing social life to just reach out to people or to friends in your time of need out of the blue. You know, it it could seem jarring and you could feel a sense of shame for it. But I know that when I'm experiencing a trigger and I do work through that sense of shame and I reassure myself it's okay to accept help from others and there's actually people in my life that want to be able to help me if I ask for it right when I do end up reaching out to my friends and they end up embracing me in those moments and lifting me up it's such a good reminder for me that it is okay to need help and it is necessary to need help and that I'm not meant to do it all by myself and to also be simultaneously uplifted by the fact that despite all the things I'm struggling with, there are still lights in my life that I can try to focus on outside of that one situation or that one trigger. Again, like I said in the beginning of my video, delegate your time and energy into things that will actually uplift you and make you feel less alone in these moments. So focusing on yourself, focusing on your loved ones that are in your life, instead of focusing all of that on that one specific person or situation that is triggering you in that moment. All of this to say, the key to navigating being triggered isn't to numb yourself right? And it also isn't to focus all your time, energy, and emotions onto the thing that is making you feel helpless. The key here is to honor and feel everything that's coming up right now and focusing all of that energy consciously on yourself and the people that are in your life currently that are there to help you. Concentrate on getting through life moment to moment And don't forget to acknowledge all of your wins during this time. If you're watching this video right now and you are going through a trigger yourself, stay strong. You will make it through on the other end of it. Trust me, you can do it. I'm proud of you. Stay conscious. Stay self-aware. Continue to honor yourself. I will see you on next week's video. Take care.